What's up, horror fam? You know what time it is. Let's get into this. What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? We're back at it again. We're back at it again. The horror. We're chewing the proverbial fat. Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah, guys. It's the Horror Chronicles Podcast. You know who we are. You know what we're here to do. We're here to partake. You know what we do. You know where we. you can find us. <laughs> Anyways, guys. Um, kind of got some special stuff going on for you. We are going to be doing a little bit of a series here on... The 80s, a decade of horror. An 80s retrospective, if you will. Yeah. Well, he said the big word. Yeah. <laughs> so, I always say the big words. I may not know what they mean, but I can say them. Yeah, that's like my wife. She's always like, I'll say a big word. She's like, spell that. I'm like, I don't have to. I can say it. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Like Ryan said, we're going to be talking about the 80s. Um, we are going to break this up in several different episodes. Um just because there's so many movies that that we love and you guys love. I mean, we all know that the 1980s were the decade, decade of horror. You know? I mean, that is truly, for me, where some of the best movies were I, I think made, that's for a majority you know? of people, too. It is. There's a lot of people into the 90s and the 2000s stuff. But for me, 1980s is where it's at. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to break this up into... Probably two-year segments. Um, So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about movies from 1980 and 1981. Yeah, and, you know, we kind of want to um, do it this way. That way, it's a little easier for us to just have a conversation about it and be able to reminisce on certain movies, but also give honorable mentions to other movies that were out there that people may not know about. Yeah. That way you guys get some uh, ideas of what to watch. Right. That way, you know, if, if, you know, say I don't like any of the shit from 84 or 85, well, you don't have to listen to it. <laughs> Which would be a mistake. So, There's some good ones in there. Yeah, it will uh, be. It will be. So we're basically, we're going through a list of films. Um, some of them you're going to know, some of them you're not. We're not going to dwell on these movies a lot. Some We're going to talk about them. Uh, we, you know, if it's movies that we know that we love, we may give you a little bit of story behind them. Uh, but pretty much, it's just reminiscing. Reminiscing. You know, you know, I remember when I saw that. I remember seeing that cover in the video store, which I know some of you guys don't even know what a video store is <laughs> anymore. Um, it's like a payphone. Uh, but yes, so in our eyes here at the Horror Chronicles, guys, we, guys and gals, we, um, we think 1980s was the decade for Boils and ghouls. You know, um, it really, uh, even though I was born in 86, you know, I grew up watching older horror movies before I was born all the way up through, um, and... The 80s always seemed to just, you know, they got the best soundtracks, the atmosphere. Um, it's just, uh, for me, and I'm sure for you guys, and let us know in the comments. Send us a message. Tell us what you think about the 80s. Uh, if you don't like what we're doing, too fucking bad. We're doing it anyway. <laughs> it's, it's like it's our show or something. Yeah. I tried to get Ryan to do the 60s and the 70s, and he said, no. I said, Fuck no. Fuck. Not really. I didn't say that because he didn't ask me. But who knows? We may eventually get into some kind of stuff like that. I didn't. But, you know, the 80s is just a big, for any horror fan, I mean, that when you think about horror, you got to think about the 80s. So, yeah, you know, um, we're going to be getting into some movies now. There are some movies that came out in the late 70s, almost 80s, you know, 78, 79, that... uh, yeah, but we can't talk about those. Yeah. It's like we have rules or something around here. Oh, wait, there is there no, are no rules. fucking rules here. Yeah, except there are no rules. Rules number one, there are no rules. Rule number two, look back to rule number one. <laughs> well, if that's the case, I'm going to start out with one of my favorite movies from 1979. Yeah, we can talk about, as I said, you know, there's... Because I didn't see it until the 80s. There you go. Uh, 
It probably yeah, almost maybe. Maybe. Depending on what maybe. year, what I know, it was a made-for-TV movie. Maybe month? I did see it in what 79. What month did it come out? Uh, November. See, so almost it was. Hey, in the automotive business, that would be considered a 1980. There you go. So there you go. I'm going to mention Salem's Lot. Yep. It's one of my favorite vampire movies. Uh, actually, came out in November of 79, but I I had to throw it in here because Ryan said I could. Yes. I said, God, yeah, you could talk about Salem's Lot one more time. Yeah. Just once. You know, Bonnie Bedelia, uh, David Soule, James Mason, uh, Jeffrey Lewis. I mean, star-studded cast, great film. If you're into vampires and atmosphere and horror, you will love that film. All right. That was all time you got on that. That's it. (laughs) I've been cut off. And, of course, I'm just going to mention, you know, for me, um, Phantasm, 79. great film. I've talked about it enough on here, you guys know. So, Phantasm is definitely a great one. Almost made it to the 80s. Started off for me. Um, but, yeah, so let's get into some of these 80s movies. And, of course, we know you guys are going to recognize a lot of these movies. I mean, classics. Yeah, I mean, you know, 1980 as a year gave us some great, great, absolutely cult classic films. Um, we've got movies such as The Shining. Um, if you don't know what The Shining is... Here's Johnny! Uh, you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast. Uh, the Shining came out in 1980. Uh, there's other films. Friday the Friday 13th. Friday the 13th, guys. Friday the 13th, come on. Um, uh, the Fog? Yes, yes. I mean... Another Jamie movie, Prom another, Night. The exact, I was going to say, dude, Prom Night. Man, I remember that's... Um, I think that's the second movie I've seen her in. Because I've seen that after I've seen Halloween. Um, yeah. And then it was Prom Night. I think we talked prom about night. that when we talked to um, Greg Mortis from uh, Land of the Creeps. I think we talked about that. Yeah, that was the second movie that I've seen with, um, with her in it. That's a fun movie, too. You know? Yeah. Oh, uh, definitely. Definitely. That's she a, was great in that movie. The second one, I didn't really care too much for the second one, but that was a few years later, yeah. which it'll pop up later on in this series. Yes. yes. Uh, but The Fog Guys, Prom Night. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Um, one that a lot of people may not know about is a movie called Inferno. Uh, Inferno was from the master of horror, Dario Argento. Uh, Dario Argento did uh, Tenabre, uh, uh, Inferno. Um, <laughs> what was, uh, oh my God, the big movie that he did with the witches and the, the dance studio. Jeez. Suspiria. 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 Uh, Dario Argento is a master of horror. Without warning. Without warning. A lot of people may not know this film. It's kind of funny. Our buddy Lyle. Yes. His wife introduced me to that film. I had never even heard of it, and it was very, uh, very good. It was basically like if you crossed uh, an alien movie with Jeepers Creepers. Ooh, yeah. Uh, He had like these, uh, you remember in Jeepers Creepers how he had like the Ninja Star organic, like Ninja Star. They had the same thing in this without warning. Um, and he would throw them at people, and like they would stick to them, and like take over their body and shit. Oh, cool. Yeah, it, it was fucking cool. It was a it was a decent uh, scare fest. So there you go, guys. There's one for you. Yeah, right there. Uh, right a lot of people don't know about that film, um, but it it was decent, decent. <laughs> Motel Hell. It takes all kinds of critters to make Farmer Vincent fritters. <laughs> Uh, this movie is very interesting. It was probably the first time that we saw a movie where they were planting humans and harvesting their bodies. Um, <laughs> and it was really cool. They would drive over their heads with lawnmower, like tilling equipment and shit. Uh, and interesting note about this movie, it had the lady that played in another one of my favorite 80s movies, Porky's. Uh, which has nothing to do with horror, but uh, she played Meat. Beulah Ballbricker <laughs> in that film. But uh, she was the wife of Farmer Vincent. She was Miss Earp. Wait, I could be wrong about that. She may have been his sister, honestly. Or both. <laughs> or, or both. 
that's funny. I got my hair dead today, and uh, I was talking to the talking to the girl, and we were talking about. Uh, oh, one of the other girls brought up Raggedy Ann and Andy. Yeah. What are they? And I'm like, they're brother sister. And she's like, oh, so they're not married? And I'm like, well, they could be, but they are brother sister. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. that's enough of that kind of talk. No, it's not. <laughs> Ryan likes that. Keep talking. Keep talking. Mm. You know, something, too. Oh, another great one. You probably have this on your list. Um, is uh, the changeling. Mm. It's funny because I've got a big star right next to that. Yeah, okay. Uh, the Changeling is probably one of my favorite films from 1980. I love Jason. Believe me, I love every freaking movie. Uh, didn't care for the remake at first, but now I like it. I think it's a good movie, and it's probably because of that 15-minute sex scene. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> Anyway, it is great. Anyway, it is a good movie. It is a good film. The Changeling uh, starred George C. Scott, uh, and the just the feeling of that film. I mean, he basically he moves into a haunted house. Um, he's a, a composer, and he gets a job uh, working for uh, college, mm -hmm. uh, teaching composition, and uh, moves into this haunted house and. You know, chaos ensues. There's a really good seance scene in that film. Uh, there's some very creepy parts in there, like when the ball bounces down the yeah, stairs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and, 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 and towards the beginning of the movie, um, well, it might be just the beginning of the movie, whenever they're on their way to driving. The, the accident? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, the car breaks down. Yes. Yep. Uh, you know, that's a, that scene, just the opening scene to that, it's kind of funny. Yes. Yes. Uh, so basically what Ryan's talking about is, is their car breaks down on a snowbound road and an another truck and a car are coming and the one car sp spins out and the truck has to swerve. Well, when it swerves, it ends up hitting George C. Scott's car, which it's kind of funny because he's on a pay phone, which is across the road. They're in the middle of freaking nowhere and there's a phone booth. Yes. I, I, I don't get it, but hey, that's what they did. Um Anyway, this big truck, Snowplow, hits their car and kills his wife and daughter. Yeah. So, you know, this, the beginning of that movie is just okay, yeah. in your face. Oh, yeah. uh, kind of draws you in yeah. automatically. Oh, yeah. You know Absolutely. Mean. So you, you already know at the beginning of that film that, you know, he is, he is troubled. He's disturbed. He's got some, got some issues because of, he's in mourning. Mm-hmm. You know? So... <laughs> It looks like uh, Italy was worried about cannibals back in the day. In the 80s. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a lot of cannibal films back then. Cannibal Apocalypse, Cannibal Holocaust, all from, them are both from Italy. Yeah. Changeling, by the way, from a Canadian film. Uh, going back to The Changeling, one uh -huh. of the things that I wanted to mention, just yeah. a lot of people may not know. Uh, so the Changeling starred George C. Scott and Trish Van De Dever. A lot of people didn't know George C. Scott and Trish Van Dever were married. Ew. So, and they were married for a long time too. The children, the children, the children. The children. Oh, and then there's one. So Christmas Evil. Oh yeah. Uh, the 1980s really. So when you look at when you look at movies like that, um, you know, we all think about Black Christmas. Yes. Um, you know, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Silent Night, Bloody Night. There, there's a lot of Christmas horror films. And and uh, if I remember right, Black Christmas came out in 74? It, it was... I think. Yeah, it was, I, early, it was somewhere around in there. Um, so the 80s had a lot of like Christmas themed horror movies. And one of the ones that <laughs> that really sticks out to me is Tales from the Crypt. Oh yes. Not the movie, but the series. series. And they they started off their series with a Christmas episode. Mm. Uh, uh called All Through the All House. Through the like, house. Yeah, I think is what it was called. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh <laughs> just a quick mention cuz I got to anytime I talk about Christmas if you guys haven't seen Santa Slay with Bill Goldberg you got to oh, watch Oh yeah it. great film great christmas movie for you guys horror film definitely don't watch it with kids though <laughs> I would but oh man 
City of the Living Dead. Mm. Another Italy film from Italy. You know, you got to love the early... Uh, Look at the director on that. Yeah, Lucio Fulci. Lucio Fulci did... He was... He did a lot of Italian horror. Um, if if the name sounds familiar to you, he did the most famous uh, Italian horror movie, and it's a movie called Zombie. Zombie. Uh, you have seen the cover to that film everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, it's got the zombie with the freaking worm and the maggot climbing out of the eye. Yeah. I and mean, it's just a very iconic yes. picture. Um, Fulci was, uh, was responsible for that. Uh, he did a lot of, a lot of movies that I, I wasn't big into Italian horror, but there were certain directors like Fulci and Mario mm. Bava and, you know, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, Dario Dario Argento. Um, Dario you know, Argento. So a lot of those. So this is kind of interesting to me. Which one? Don't ant- both uh, of those. Oh yeah. Okay. okay so okay. here's what I want to say about this. So the 1980s were the start of a lot of don't movies. Um, there were numerous, numerous, uh, there was one early in the seventies, uh, I think around 76, there was don't go in the basement. Um, but then in 1980, they released don't answer the phone. Don't go in the house. Don't go in the woods. Don't pop that. Don't go near the park. (laughs) Don't touch me there. That's my (laughs) private square. Um, (laughs) Uh, there, there was just a lot of don't movies that, uh, you know, and it's funny because I, I looked at a lot of those movies to see were they from the same director or the same film group or whatever, uh-huh. and they weren't. They were all different. You know, I think that's because, uh, and it's funny because me and my wife were just watching a movie um, we'll talk about later on called um, Freaking Cutting Class, and um, come out in 85. I think, no, 88, 88, 89, one of those two. Anyways, it's going to be several episodes from now. Several episodes now. But anyways, I was telling her, I was like, you know, the 80s was such a, uh, as a time, as a decade, in the history of, of, of the world here, especially in the United States, it was like a carefree time. Yeah. Uh, so people were easily, you know, scared by things that maybe aren't so, you know, scaring now. Right, right. Uh, I, I'd agree. Which is basically all of, you know, horror movies. And, movies, <clears throat> and that goes back to these don't movies. Yes. There yeah. was a lot of, uh, basically, they were warning their kids not to do certain things. Yeah. You know. Don't play with that. You'll put try out. Or uh, <laughs> don't play with that. You'll go blind. Play with it anyway. It's mine. I can wash it as fast as I want to. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Dear God, so. let it in. <laughs> Pull it out. It hurts. That's a little. <laughs> and here we go back down this road. <laughs> now back we've down. gone. Well, there's now go. we've gone. Here we go straight to eating alive. <laughs> eating alive. That's a good one too. It was. Alive. It was. Uh, another another Italy movie. Here comes another one you're going to mention. I know because we're <laughs> erotic nights of the living dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm glad you mentioned that. So I'm scrolling through movies from 1980, and uh, there's movie pops up on my queue. Um, basically, I got on my Fire Stick and I pulled up movies horror movies from 1980 and i'm scrolling through and there's a movie in there called blowjob and i was like yeah i'm gonna have to watch that (laughs) um (laughs) and i read the description for it and uh really not what i was expecting but it's uh about cocaine it's uh (laughs) 
Yeah, well. well you know, it's interesting. Um, it's a foreign film, so I may have to learn to read to watch it, but, you know. Mm-hmm. I, Those I have movies you don't have to worry about reading. <laughs> I'll, I'll check it out. That's like in uh, in Nightmare on Elm Street when he's watching Miss Nude America or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, and she's yeah. like, well, how, how are you going to hear what they say with your headphones on? And he's like, I, I don't care what she says. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. But then, you know, now we're getting down to... Now we're getting to the nitty-gritty here. Uh, we were on the nitty-gritty from oh, the beginning. Off, but, you know, we already mentioned the fog at Friday 13th. Uh, funeral home. Funeral home. I've got that on my list. There you go. I got to shout this out or Bill will kill us. Canadian film. Um, yeah, this is a shout out to Mr. Bill Van Vegel. Uh, very interesting film. So just a little short synopsis of this movie. Um, it was an old funeral home. So this girl goes to stay with her grandmother and her grandmother is in the process of turning a funeral home into a bed and breakfast. Uh, I have seen this film. It, it actually is a really good movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, bad. really good. Uh, and, uh, you know, some chaos ensues and the guests start disappearing one by one. And, you know, it's just, it's a fun movie, a fun watch. Uh, does it hold up to today? Eh, probably not, but, you know, that's okay. I mean, yeah. we, we like these classic, you know, jump in with both feet and... Yeah, get them cut off. And, uh, yeah. you know, hobbling. You got and to- Funeral Home brings us to The Hearse. Uh, the Hearse is uh, another good film from that uh, from that year. Uh, basically took some, uh, took some uh, advice, if you will, uh, from Funeral Home, and they carried on that theme... And this was about a hearse that would hunt people down and kill them. Yeah, I love it. It's kind of like the car, except it's a hearse, which makes it even creepier. Which is kind of like, you know, a growing theme of stuff. You know, another thing that's funny about a lot of these is there's a lot of the living dead. Yeah. Put any word that you want in front of, uh, you know, I mean, literally. Like what? What's that one? Hell of the Living Dead. Hell of the Living I Dead. Mean, yeah. Night of the Living Dead. Freaking Army of the oh. Living Dead. There's just speaking of night, there were two movies, and I remember seeing this, and we'll get into it more in our next. Well, it's going to be the same episode because yeah. we're doing eighty and eighty-one. In a minute, we'll get into it. So in in nineteen eighty, there was a, a, and honestly, I think it was an Italian film called Night of the Zombies. Yes. Um, in 1981, they released an American version of that. I actually went to the theater and saw that film. And I remember I was really young. I was only like 10. And I went with my sister because she was old enough to get us in. And I remember that film. You know, we're talking 1980, 81. As you're walking into the theater, we should have known there was something up because they were handing everybody barf bags as you were walking into the theater. <laughs> And that movie was very disturbing to me. We, I mean, we watched the whole film, but about 15 minutes into it, I was really sick to my stomach and thought I was going to puke. <laughs> it, it was very gross. Very graphic. And, and the, from what I remember of it, I haven't watched it in years. Uh, the, uh, the effects on it were really good. You know what I really love uh, about like the 80s? The whole decade zombie movie from the eighties um, is with the practical effects that they do. Now, when you see like nowadays, when you see uh, zombie movies, there's a lot of biting and a lot of chomping and stuff, but you don't really see much of stuff. But what I love about the eighties style of that is you get the whole fucking skin stretch, flexing, yes. and popping. Yes, you get that yep. pop. Yep. You know the skin, you know breaking and stuff. I I love that about the '80s zombies. Yeah, they did some really gross stuff back then. Gotta uh, love it. But uh, ooh, there you go, maniac, maniac. She's a maniac. <laughs> That's maniac. the wrong one. Oh, I'm sorry. It's the wrong sorry. one. So maniac came out in 1980. Of course, we're talking about it. An American psychological slasher. Is directed by William Lustig. 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 I don't know. 
There you go. I like lust, so yeah, lusting lust. sounds good to me. And written by C.A. Rosenberg. Uh, and it stars Joe Spinell as Frank Zito, an Italian-American serial killer residing in New York City who murders and scalps, who's must scalp them, scalps young women. Yeah, uh, Maniac. I remember I remember when it came out, I did not get to see it until years later. Um, you know, like I said, when these movies came out, I was like nine years old. Yeah, um, yeah. I wasn't even and, alive uh, yet. You know, so I saw this movie years <laughs> later, and it was one of those Saturday Night Shocker, you know, films or whatever, where they cut out, you know, three quarters of the movie because it was so disturbing. Yeah. Um, very, very cool film though. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good one. It's a fun one. Uh, kind of still holds up. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. Yeah. It's uh, it's right up there with I Madman. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah. Um, here's one that, here's one that we need to talk about. Uh, and this, if you're a fan of Joe Bob Briggs last drive in, and you watch that on a regular basis, you probably just saw this movie not too long ago because he played the movie Mother's Day. Uh, this movie, I remember seeing him when I was pretty young. Uh, very disturbing movie because there's some really cool kill scenes on here. Uh, basically, this movie is uh, it's a, a rape and revenge slasher film. Uh <laughs> these uh, there's this old lady that has these two boys and you know they're backwoods you know not the most mentally capable you know yeah uh anyway uh and these boys basically what they do is they they kidnap women uh that they can kidnap easily if the if if there's too much of a fight, they'll end up just killing them. But uh, they'll take these women back to the house, and then they'll use them as dolls. And they'll act out different scenes and stuff for their mother. While their mother watches, you know, there's some, uh, there's some really interesting shit in, in this film. Uh, there's a really cool Drano kind of death scene. Um, <laughs> it's a revenge thing. Uh like I spit on your grave. He doesn't really kill the guy, but he ends up dying later. But uh, one of the funny things was is so I'm going to spoil this movie. Um, or maybe I should. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, I should. Yeah. I should. I should because it's it's so good. I got to talk about it. So, like we said, it's a rape and revenge film, and what ends up happening is is three of these girls escape, and then. As they're escaping, one of them ends up dying because she's been beaten and brutalized so bad. So the other two are going to go back and uh, take this pl- take this family out. Taking care of business. Uh, they end up. <laughs> they, they end up. And the the sentence is just too out there to not say. They end up killing the mother with a set of inflatable titties. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, you know, one of those party gag things, but it's a set of double-D-sized breasts. But they're clear, and it's funny, but they got nipples on them, and they end up suffocating this lady to death with these titties. Yes. <laughs> Good old lady. I'm sorry I spoiled the movie for you, but I had to. I had to talk about that scene. Good old 1980s. And that's the kind of shit you got in the 80s. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's go down this list here. Let's see what we got on yours. Um, so one of them, the uh, the Boogeyman. Um, Ooh, I yeah. just watched that the other day. Uh, very cool film. Uh, it is uh, one of those movies that uh, is that the one? Um, oh my god. Uh, He's drawing 
a blank, guys. I am. I, I've drawn, that, that's not the movie I was thinking of. I did watch this the other day. Yeah. But there was two actors I wanted to talk about, and they're in a movie that comes later on oh, in our wait, series, wait so we'll, we'll have to wait on that one. But uh, it was amazing because there was two actors in the same film that were freaking phenomenal together. Freaking phenomenal. Uh, phenomenal. I'll give you their names. Michael Ironsides and William Shatner. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Great film, by the way. We'll talk about it later. Uh, <laughs> but no, Boogeyman was a good one. Boogeyman was a, was a good movie. Uh, very, from what I remember, it was very short. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was only like hour and a half long, something like that. Uh, but uh, had some cool creepiness to it. Well, and one more we'll mention here for the 80s, and that is Nightmares. We got to mention this other one, we too. We talked about that one already. No, we have not. Did we talk about that? No, no, no. No. Are you sure? No, I'm positive. I'm positive. But Nightmares. Uh, yeah, that's, that's yeah. a fun one. <coughs> that's another one of those. Uh, that's another one of those kind of like. Uh, what would you say? Uh, it, it's a slasher film, but it's a slasher. But it's 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 like a psychological thriller yes. too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, because basically, what ha- what's happened in this movie is is. This woman inadvertently ends up killing her mother in a car accident, and then 16 years later, it turns her into a psychopath. Yeah, it's a it's like like he said, perfect psychological thriller thing. Yeah, it's, it's a, yeah, it's, it, it's definitely horror. Yes. but there's some psychological thriller in there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those so, that make you think too. So, so yeah, pretty good movie. Um, and then I just want to give one last mention. Really quickly, New Year's Evil. Uh, New Year's Evil came out in 1980. Very cool film. Uh, slasher flick about a guy holding a New Year's party hostage, kind of. He's uh, going around killing people, and he ends up getting inside the building because he is after the radio host that is hosting this New Year's party. Some of the worst 80s music you would ever hear. There's a band playing, and the music is not good, but it's catchy enough to where you'll get it stuck in your head. Yeah. Uh, very cool film, and this is one of those. It's a holiday movie, so every New Year's Eve, I watch this movie. And last year, I forced my wife to watch this movie, and she <laughs> told me it was the worst fucking movie she'd ever seen in her life. No, no, really. She, uh, she watched it like she watches all my other movies. She read a book while she was watching it and still knew more about the movie than I did. Um, but but uh, very cool film. Um, there's some decent star power in there. Uh, the one guy that you'll, you'll probably recognize is a guy named Gary Sweet. He plays the killer. Um, He's been in a lot of other stuff, and he's got a very distinct face. Yes. Um, but uh, and then Jenny Newman was the main star of the film. Jenny. 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 But anyway, we kind of made it through the 1980s. There's a lot of movies we didn't really talk about. There's a ton of movies. Um, there's so much out there. A, a ton of uh, movies, guys. Uh, the, the, I mean. Yeah, there's just, just so with, much. As far as horror goes, a lot of movies come out. In and there's the a 80s. lot of good non-horror movies that came out too. Oh yeah, of course. But, but this is the horror chronicles, and you better recognize. About... <laughs> 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 know your role and shut your mouth. <laughs> but anyway, let's so jump on over to eighty-one. Now we went through New Year's Evil. The ball has dropped. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's. 1981. Yes. Yes, yes. Yes. 1981 was the birth of one of the greatest cult classic films of all time. Debbie Does Dallas. Groovy, baby. (laughs) We're talking about the original, cannot be messed with, Bruce Campbell as Ash, the Evil Dead. Yeah. Evil Dead, man. What ca- uh, what else do you need to say? Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, I remember when I first heard about that movie, I was probably 13, 12, 13 years old, and my buddy 
he was like, dude, this is the scariest movie I've ever seen. He's like, have you ever seen Evil Dead? I'm like, no, I've never seen that one. He's like, dude, this movie is the most scary movie mm. ever. And uh, it was pretty fucking scary, especially if you live in the woods like I do. It was. There were a we lot did. of instances where I had to turn my head when I was a kid. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, God, that bitch. Wow. Yeah, underneath, underneath the steps, man. When she's oh, under, yeah. underneath the stairs there. Mm. Like, it's just... Uh, like we said before, coming for you, Ash. Like we said before, you know, uh, I wish they would have had a lot more of that in the remake. The remake was excellent. Amazing film. Absolutely loved it. Um, but I wish they would have had her underneath the steps more. You know what I'm saying? Here's a crazy fact about that movie. Which one? The original? Who was the demon in the uh, cellar? In the original? Yes. Wasn't it, uh... We just talked about it. Huh? We just talked about it. What? Whenever we were talking to Bill and Nathan. Or, uh... Or was it when we did the show with Greg? Anyway, I'll spit it out. The demon in the cellar was none other than director Sam Raimi. Oh, yeah, Sam Raimi. He played the demon, which was a woman, but he dressed up and played... The demon that was in the cellar. For those of you who are watching, the Evil Dead. He's wearing Evil Dead shirt. Uh, The thing I don't like about the Evil Dead is nothing. I love that film. Yes. Uh, The you know back then you know when we talk about graphics and stuff, uh, they could have done more with a a slightly bigger budget and a slightly better effects crew. Well, this movie but was... But what they did was good for the time. Well, not only that, but this movie was a project. It was a, it was. a, a college it was. project, right? Mm-hmm. For So, I mean... Um, and look what it, look where it's at now. You know? Uh, it became one of the top grossing films of... Yeah. Or made the most money. Not the top grossing film, but made the most money. Yeah, you know, I mean, I remember, like Still I said... Still making money. Watching that damn, watching that damn movie. You walk love. through Walmart right now, you will find a copy of Evil Dead there. Yep. And it spawned a great remake, man. An excellent remake. <coughs> Which is hard for us to say. I hate to say it, but I, I love the freaking remake for that movie. You know, we're not Absolutely much, much on very many remakes, but that one is fucking knocked it out of the park. Yeah, so the Evil Dead, possession film, rape film. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of Mother Nature, little, Daddy little, Nature. A little bit of rape. Uh, by a plant. Uh, but yeah, so let's keep on going here. Let's roll with that beautiful beam footage. So we're, we haven't mentioned the first one of these movies because it wasn't didn't come out in the 80s. came out in 1978. And that would be Halloween. But the second one yes. came out in 1980 which was a continuation of the same night. And, of course, we're talking about Halloween 2. Yes. Uh, all the same characters that were still alive, anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, for me, it's a good continuation film because it supposedly was the same night. It's like 15 minutes later. Yes. You know, right. from the original film. Uh, and they did a very good job with keeping that straight. Yes. You know, through their, uh, they've taken Lori Strode to the hospital, uh, Haddonfield Memorial, and um, the shape, Michael Myers, has found her and breaks in the hospital and starts killing off the nurses. Uh, oh, nurses. <laughs> um, of course, it's an 80s movie. There were some beautiful women in there. Um, and they died in some horrific ways. Uh, it's Halloween, guys. Yeah, it's, it's Halloween. Halloween. Mike Myers. Um, not said. a lot, lot you can say about that. Enough said. You know, you know what I mean? Enough said. Um, um, there's also another part two of a movie that we mentioned just a minute ago. And that is Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th part two. That's where we're introduced to Jason as the killer. That's um, right, Jason Voorhees. Jason Voorhees with his sack head mask. I'm six foot five. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tall, dark, and I and like handsome. long walks by the lake. Long walks by the lake. I don't talk much. I'm a shy person, <laughs> but I'll kill you with personality. 
But I do have a really big machete. I carry a big machete with me everywhere I go. <laughs> uh, I'd date Jason. So I mean, there, there you go. We got Jason over here. He's over here holding uh, up our black light. Uh, this is more Jason from the remake, but hey. You know, it's all good. You know, still, still looks good. Still creepy. Still a big strapping lad. But anyways. With those big honking knife. Hey, you can't talk like that. I did. Oh, wait, I you did. can. I did. Oh, you want to get into that? I'll let you. I know you're fucking got an erection about this, so I'll let you talk. This is probably one of my favorite films from the early 80s. Um, I love slasher films. I love the Jason movies. I love, you know, the Halloweens and, and all that stuff. But this movie is so good. It introduced us to the greatest, I'm going to say it again, the greatest werewolf transformation ever put on film. And that is to date. Nobody has ever beat this. Rick Baker is probably one of the greatest makeup effects artists. Uh, him, Easy. And, him and Tom Savini Easy. could hug it out. I mean, Tom Savini is probably one of the greatest. Is the greatest. Rick Baker did such a good job on American Werewolf in London that we truly saw a masterpiece when yeah. he did that transformation. Yes. Uh, in the song that was playing, <laughs> uh, Little Credence, Bad Moon Rising. There ain't nothing wrong with uh, Little CCR. That was, uh, that was just perfect. Perfect. Yes. Uh, and like you said, you know, just the, um, the close-up of the freaking, the hair growing. Yes. The bone stretching. The hands. The hand, the feet. You know? Um, uh, just the Fucking flesh bubbling. Excellent. Yeah. I, excellent I, I, transformation. And it lasted. Amazing. I mean, how long was that transformation? Amazing. It's like six and a half minutes or something like that. I mean, come on. Yeah, and it's just amazing. And the whole movie as a whole, not, even if you took that transformation out of that film, it would still be a fantastic film. Yes. Um, it was very well written, very well shot. Uh, there's a lot of atmosphere, a and, lot of gore. Uh, you know, the aspects of David, as you see him throughout the movie, he gets more and more decayed. Uh, well, you know, and and, and, and there's something I about just, with the 80s. Um, again, I'm sorry, not David, Jack. Uh, as you see Jack, his friend that was murdered by the werewolf, as they go through the movie, every time you see him, he's more and more decayed. And What's cool about the 80s and earlier than that, you know, is that we didn't have the internet. And what's, what's cool about not having the internet is that people still had imaginations. There was still mystery. Um, now, people still do a little bit, but it was so much easier back then to mm -hmm. have imagination, yeah. to have mm -hmm. mystery. You know. Well, and it was so much easier to shock somebody going to the theater. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. What I was going to say no. is like walking through down a gravel road in the middle of nowhere at nighttime was scary. Stick to the road, boys. Stay off the moors. You know what I'm saying? That was scary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and now people see have so much thrown at them that it's hard for them to uh, get that that feeling. Yeah. And that's something I really miss about, mm -hmm. you know. A lot of the new films. A lot of the so, new things, yeah. you know. And a lot of everything anymore. It's just you, you, you miss out on that little bit of didn't need much to freak you out. Right, right. You know? And what was cool about 1981, because there was, uh, there was an inter interesting thing happened in Hollywood in 1981. It was really the birth of the werewolf film. Uh, now, don't get me wrong. The Wolfman is, is a fantastic film. But something happened throughout the 70s. Uh, we had some really campy werewolf movies back then. But in 1981, they... They pulled their frickin' pants up and got to work. Yeah. Uh, you had such greats as, of course, An American Werewolf in London. Uh, you had The Howling, uh, Wolfen. Parse freaking blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I mean, know. just numerous films. Silver um, Bullet. Silver Bullet came out. 88? Yeah, somewhere around like in that. there. Um, but exactly. I'm talking just 1981. You had three. 
fantastic werewolf films come out. An American Werewolf in London, The Howling, and Wolfen. The Howling is a fucking great film, yes, too. Yes, yes. Great film. Absolutely. Uh, the Howling with... Uh, Let's just bring it up here. Yeah. Let's just bring up the damn howling. Let's go down here to the howling. Um, You got, you know, you had D. Wallace Stone, Patrick McNeed, Dennis Dugan, uh, and it was directed by Joe Dante. Uh, Joe Dante did a fantastic (laughs) job directing Not Joe Dante. You know, there's not a lot you can say about this film. There, There are some cool werewolf transformations, uh, there's there's some bad ones too, but uh, <laughs> you know th- there's just some cool parts in that. Like when the when the main werewolf has got uh, D Wallace uh, in that office, and she's trapped in there with him, and he's like, "I want to give you a piece of my mind," and he reaches into his skull and pulls out a chunk of his brain, and throws <laughs> it at her. You know, just some really cool scenes that that just went. You know, and then of course the you know towards the end when they've got all these werewolves are they're basically worshiping the the goddess uh, in the uh, in the barn, and I mean just very cool, very cool film. Oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely. You know, it was all about a tribe of werewolves. A, tribe. A, a pack. A pack. A pack of wolves. Uh, well, while well, we're here, they, they, I don't, I don't they, they didn't really call themselves a pack, but... While we're here, let's just talk about the house by the cemetery. Oh. It's right there. Might as well just talk about it. So, House by the Cemetery is another great film. Uh, I actually own this film. I remember when it came out to the theater, they had the coolest... Uh, uh, movie art for that film, and basically, uh, you guys have probably seen it. It had the ca- the castle up on the hill and the big bloody like Michael Myers knife coming down, and then it said "House by the Cemetery" like scratched out in the bottom of it, and you can yeah. see all the tombstones and stuff. Very cool artwork that they used for the cover of this film and the the movie poster itself. But "House by the Cemetery," another Lucio Fulci movie. Um, like we said earlier, he's the king of Italian horror. Italian. This movie stars the ever so lovely Catriona McCall. Uh, she did a lot of movies for Fulci. She was in The Beyond and some of the other movies, which I've got The Beyond wrote down here too. Um, just really cool. Uh, you know, it basically the movie revolves around a series of murders taking place in a New England home. Uh, that's one thing that was cool about this film was, is it was an Italian film. It was filmed in Italy, uh, Italian director, Italian actors, based in the United States. <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love it. And it was dubbed in English, which, you know, um, but very, very cool film. It's very dark and disturbing, and there's a lot to soak in. Uh, just just really cool. If you guys have not seen House by the Cemetery, I highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. If you're not into Italian horror, I get it. Not all of it's that great, uh, but there are some true masterpieces out there, and House by the Cemetery is one of those. Yes, yes, yes. Must watch. Yep. Must watch for Absolutely. most horror bands. And Absolutely. Oh, you so, and then I mentioned The Beyond... Um, Beyond, another Fulci movie, uh, great film. Uh, the Beyond has got one of the most annoying kids out of any film. Uh, but basically, it's uh, The Beyond is a very trippy movie. Um, and it's about a, a woman that gets pregnant, and the baby is the... the it, it it's not the father's child. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and it kind of takes control of this woman and causes some very disturbing scenes in the film. So you should definitely watch uh, it on mushrooms or acid. Y- uh, you know that'd probably be a good idea. Probably uh, that movie would probably make sense if you not did that, that I not that I'm condoning. <laughs> not that I'm condoning. But if I was to. And then I'm going to throw this one out there because I mentioned Michael Ironside's 
while ago, Michael Ironsides did another great movie that I know every horror fan has either seen or they've seen the big scene in this film, and that's the movie Scanners. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Michael Ironsides is an empath. Uh, he can control people, and he makes their heads explode. <laughs> so don't fuck with Michael Ironsides. And make your head explode. Mm. Yeah, great movie. Skaters some, is a good one. I watched some porn the other day that made my head explode. My head, my little one. But, uh, my little head. But yeah, this next movie I really wanted to check on. La 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 la. Uh, la 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 la. The Prowler. The Prowler, folks. We've talked about this movie before um, a little bit. Not much. We mentioned it. Um, you know. Uh, 1981, of course. That's where we're at. It's a slasher. Joseph Zito, yet again. Uh, written by Neil Barbera and Glenn Leopold. Oh, and Leopold. Leopold, the great scope. Uh, anyways. There's not a lot of star-studded cast in this. Uh, the one thing that I'll say about this film was is a lot of people, and I don't know where they get this, but I've heard a lot of people talk about the Prowler was the induction into the slasher craze of the 1980s. I don't agree with that, but I've heard a lot of people say that. The Prowler is a very good movie. Um, it is right up there with... Yeah, it's not as good as Halloween. But <laughs> I was going to say, shut your pie holes. But uh, it's a very good movie. Very, uh, very atmospheric, very creepy. Yeah, good one. It's, it's one that holds up. To a point, it's not super bad. You know, Some movies, you know, it's hard to sit through a little bit. Yeah, maybe. yeah. The, this one's very easy to sit through. Yes. Uh, basically, a, a guy is uh, taken. Well, I don't want to say a yeah. guy, but yeah. Um, anyway, there is a prowler on the loose at a college campus in the middle of nowhere. And it's a college for girls, I think, if I remember right, because it's a sorority house that he's interested yes. in. So, yeah, the yes. Prowler. And it's right underneath it, so I just wanted to mention it real quick. <laughs> yeah. Saturday the 14th. Uh, Saturday the 14th is probably one of the first spoof films <laughs> to come out. Um, and it was a spoof on Friday the 13th, of course. Um and it's one of the main stars on that is Richard Benjamin. Uh, you will also recognize uh, uh, Gina Davis is in this film as probably the sexiest vampire alive. Uh, you remember that? She had on that really low... Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, and then uh, the, the guy that was her, like, she was uh, she was a vampire, and then yeah. I guess he was her husband or whatever. Um, I don't remember the guy's name, but it, the, this will make you guys think about it. In the movie Fast Times at Ridgemont High, he was the uh, Pro, the doctor. The, yeah, professor doctor. The or professor or whatever. Whenever they go into the morgue and they're going to cut open the body, <laughs> you know. Uh, very cool. He's been in a bunch of stuff. I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, very cool. Very cool. Oh, yeah. That's a good That's a fun one. Yeah. One of the first horror comedies, so. so to speak. Oh, yeah. We got a great one coming up here. Uh, this one. What did you think about the remake? I, <laughs> well, you know, I don't really care for the guy in it. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this movie is My Bloody Valentine. But what do you think about the remake? Um, it, it was okay. I I, I like the original better, and I think the reason why is because the original was grittier, and mm -hmm. you know, and it was it had that '80s feel to it. Yes, atmosphere. You know that don't watch it at night by yourself, and you know, sweet, sweet, sweet. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. I think the original is better. Um, the remake wasn't bad. I don't think. I mean, I could say it no. I, I'm not saying the remake was bad by no means, but um, the original is better. I, it, you know, I don't really care for Jensen Ackles, but... Um, I, and I do, so he's, fuck he's you! Okay. He's okay. Yeah, I just... I, <laughs> I wish I had my wallet in here. Krista, uh, Krista went and bought me a fucking... You got uh, a picture of you and Jensen Ackles together? Yes. We can't, all you see is the back of his head, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I could believe that. Um, no, uh, Krista bought me... Uh, she came home the other day. She's like, here you go. They hand me this card. 
and it was fucking uh, FBI badge with Jensen Eccles on it. Oh God! And fucking, it was one of their <laughs> fake FBI badges. <laughs> So, yeah. Uh, oh, she's all about it now. Now she's, yeah. My yeah. wife. Yeah. So, My Bloody Valentine. Uh, if uh, Most of you have seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the know. original, if you but, have not seen the original, if, you got, if you're one of the younger cats out there and you haven't seen the original, you guys need to go watch it. Hey, Neil Affleck. I wonder if he's uh, related. Don't say it. Oh. To Batman? I'm Batman. Is he, is he related to Batman? Batman. Um... <laughs> <laughs> hey, I missed that one. Piranha. Piranha 2. <laughs> How about Porno Holocaust? Huh? Porno Holocaust. Yeah, yeah. I'd be all on. Hey, there's a good movie on Shudder right now called Porno. Um, it is not what you think it would be, but it is a dick ripping good time. Uh, <laughs> there are some severed members. We don't want to talk about so that. We do. We do. We got to make so it do this. We, uh, we talked about that oh um we talked about that yep oh, oh talked dude, about we gotta, that we gotta talk about student bodies yeah okay well let's let's get into it student bodies guys so go ahead this one's you, fun this one is fun uh again <laughs> you know <laughs> this, this, it's almost a spoof movie. Almost. To a point, kind of, you know. Um, but it's a spoof with some heart. Yes. This is one movie that, uh, like he said, it's a, it's a horror comedy, so to speak. Call it a spoof. I call them horror comedies. But it's a good one. It's got a little bit of... It's not what you would think. It, it's not like, you know... Uh, Haunted House, or yeah, what yeah. was the uh, other scary one? movie? Scary movie. It's not like those. It's not that campy. I mean, it's campy, but not. They meant this movie to be a horror film, but it's got a lot of comedy in it. Yes, yeah. It's not. It wasn't meant to be a comedy with a little bit of horror. It's a lot of horror with a little bit of comedy. Yeah, it's great. It's good. This one is a good movie for you guys to watch. Like, yeah, I'll put the it. gum on the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> so many cool, you know, and it's not. It's not about, you know, there wasn't a lot of TNA in this or Unfortunately. anything. Um, it's it just a really good movie about a killer. Killer, man. A killer. I mean, you know, and killing people in ingenious ways. Yeah, you know, it's a good The one. horse head bookends. This, this um, one is a good movie for you guys to watch. I promise you, if you haven't seen this one, go back and watch it. You won't be disappointed. Or even if it's been a long time. Oh, yeah, or if it, yeah. You could almost watch, watch this with your kids. Maybe. Eh, there, now there's some gore in there that eh, they really don't need to see. But, yeah, uh, my kids but, yeah. but anyways, you want to talk about this one? Uh, so I really wanted to talk about uh, just a brief mention um, was the movie Ghost Story. Uh, you know, of course, we're talking about 1981 movies. When we first started talking about this, um, it's funny because I've got Ghost Story in the queue on my TV. I watch uh -huh. it occasionally. Um, very cool ghost ghost story movie. Um, it, and what's weird is, is it's got Fred Astaire in it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. You know, of course, he's an old man. But uh, basically what that movie is about is, is these guys that get together, these older gentlemen that get together, and they tell ghost stories. And one of the stories that they were telling was an actual true story about a woman that the three of them had fallen in love with, and she couldn't choose between the three of them, and bad things happened, and, and we're talking 50 years ago, they killed this woman. Well, they finally, they unearthed the car, and they find her body inside the car. And there's a very cool scene whenever they find that. Um, but the the grandson, uh, I'm pretty sure it's Fred Astaire's grandson, is the one that's helping them. Yeah. Like, I don't want to say solve the mystery because there was no mystery there. Um, but uh, but very cool film, very classic. Um, it's one of those films that it's not. There's not a lot of blood and guts in it. There's a lot of mind. I think it's one of those movies you got to think when you watch it, you know, and it's not like it's twisted or anything like that. It's not your typical horror movie. Uh, it's just got a really cool story behind it. You to thinker. If you guys, that for those of you who like those, you know, like Midsommar and... Uh, oh, no, it's nothing like that. 
It's nothing that horrible. Uh, oh, <laughs> I didn't say, I say it. That out I didn't say that. Fucking Is there any other, any other ones you have to mention on here? Well, we got to talk about. All right. Well, let's talk about it. Okay. So, this is a, go ahead. You go right ahead. Mm. I will let you just spill it. Well, I mean, there's only one one reason why I want to talk about this film. Okay. Well, this movie is called Hell Night, and JT <laughs> really wants to talk about it. No, no, no. The only re- one of the big reasons. It, it's a good film. Uh, you know, it, it's basically a bunch of college kids. Uh, they have a, they have a big party every year. And one of their things is there's an old haunted house in their town. And one of the like hazing things that they do is you have to spend the night in the haunted house. Uh, the big reason why I put this movie on my list, Linda Blair, Linda. uh, this is a movie. Of course, so she's older. Um, she was 17, 18 ish. Uh, and it's just a fun movie. It's, I don't want to say it's a party movie cause there's a lot of horror in it, but it's just one of those kind of gives you that feeling of like the night of the living dead kind of, you know, yeah. where they're partying and well, a lot of those like night of the demons yes. and stuff like yes, that, you yes, know, yes, it's, yes, it's the, that really cool 80s feel, you know. You like get said, a lot that of that 80s music carefree in there. Carefree 80s, just fucking people partying it out. Yeah. So, guys, that was 1980 and 1981. Tons of movies that we haven't mentioned, we know. But there's a there's, we, we could talk forever about these individual years, guys. Yeah. We just don't have that amount of time that we want to... Go ahead. I want to mention one more movie no. because we have to. No. We have to. <laughs> And what I'm, the movie I the movie I want to mention is uh, the movie Deadly Blessing. Uh, Deadly Blessing came out, and it's got one of our favorite directors directed that movie. It was directed by none other than Wes Craven. Wes. Uh, this was one of the first really. Uh, I don't want to say the first horror movie because we all know he did other st- uh, stuff before then. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Last House on the Left, and different stuff like that. But this was probably the the biggest budget film that he had done to to nineteen eighty one's date. Yeah. Um, and the cast on this film is insane. Um, it's got Ernest Borgnine in it, which we all know him from Escape from New York. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The cabbie in Escape uh-huh, from New York. Uh-huh. Uh, Sharon Stone was in this film. Ooh. Uh. There's a guy, Douglas Barr, which you guys may not recognize that name, but if you grew up in the 80s, you probably watched the show The Fall Guy, and he was Colt Seaver's uh, nephew in that movie, uh, Douglas Barr. He is in it. Uh, very cool film. Don't want to talk much about it. I actually started watching that earlier today, oh, right and then something came up, and I had to, had to stop it because I, I was like, I was intrigued. I didn't remember that film. Uh but from what I saw of it, it was pretty good. Douglas Barr is not in it for very long. <laughs> so, but anyway. So, guys, this is what we're going to be doing. Um, our next, uh, I don't know if we're going to put it out next or not, but our next episode we're going to be doing here in a minute is 82 and 1983. Uh, and we're going to do the same thing. We're going to talk about some of the movies we remember, things like that. We're kind of just want to get the grasp out there of why the 80s was the you know, decade of horror for horror, right. you know, a lot of people Absolutely. consider it the greatest. So stay tuned for there some are a ton of movies we could talk about. Yes. I mean, so, it, it's crazy. The amount of mainstream horror that came out just in the first two years of the eighties. Yeah. And we got plenty more to come. So. And some of the big stuff is coming. Yes. All over JT's face. Oh, some of those I would let come on. With. Oh, yeah. right. anyways, guys, that's it for this episode, guys. Tune in for the next one. You're not going to want to miss it. Horror fan, we love you. Thank you for your support. You guys know that. Most importantly, as always, until next time, keep it creepy. creepy.